This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, and it is time for a, a little Thursday catch-up This week has felt so chaotic You know, Monday had Ryan Bailey on the great Ryan Bailey, his podcast so bad. It's good is now a Betches podcast. He's been crushing it all week with some great guests. He had, uh, he had an Emma Julian from comments by celebs on his most recent episode. Love them. Go check it out. Um, if you haven't already been listening, I was on his podcast earlier in the week. Also, of course, yesterday we had the one and only Meredith Marks and okay. So, when Meredith was uh, booked to come on the show, it was just you know a week or two ago. It wasn't, it wasn't like this has been on the calendar for months. But uh, of course, I was happy to have her. I've been very fortunate so far this season to get three of the Salt Lake ladies three weeks in a row. But you know, there wasn't any particular reason why I was uh, thinking that this would be a an important week to hear from Meredith. And then when I watched that episode, I watched the episode on Monday night, very late. I was very tired, just, you know, setting the scene. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming home. I've got to watch this episode. Got to, you know, figure out what I'm talking to Meredith about at, you know, 10 a.m. the next day. I press play. I don't think I had a. I had a big old grin on my face. I don't think it left my face the entire 45 minutes. Oh my God, that episode of Salt Lake City. And as I'm watching, of course, that dinner unfold at uh, Cary Grant's former estate, as Lisa tells us, I'm realizing that I'm going to get to talk to Meredith after this episode of all episodes I'm going to get to unpack the rumors and the nastiness and you can leave. Truly, truly timing like I've never experienced before. Uh, so I, I was very excited to get to chat with Meredith. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly recommend uh, because I mean, Salt Lake, Salt Lake, man, firing on every cylinder and even some some cylinders that I don't know if we knew existed yet this these last couple episodes have been really really good and I always was hopeful that this season would be sort of a a, a refresh a reset on Salt Lake City but at the end of last season it really felt like we were in a, a tough spot and I wasn't sure how they would be able to kind of pick the ball back up and get going again after everything that happened with Jen. And I mean, 
props to the casting team, props to all the producers and everyone who works on that show, and props to the fucking housewives, because they are knocking it out of the park right now. Angie K is flailing, throwing everything at the wall, and the way that it is coming across is really just something to behold. Lisa's being Lisa. Mary Cosby is being Mary Cosby. Heather is, you know, in the bedazzled baseball cap, too drunk at the dinner. Whitney is, uh, she's doing something. She's, she got a big old spoon. She's stirring that pot like her life depends on it. And Meredith, of course, you know, sort of the piece de resistance on this week's episode. But I, I mean, I just can't say enough good things about Salt Lake right now. And I think it's also important to note, we are still just finishing up the first day of this Palm Springs trip. The first day, that entire episode, plus a little bit of the episode before, was all day one. We have a lot of season left to go with Salt Lake, and I hope that these women are, you know, running a marathon, not a sprint, but, it, you know, they're, they're certainly keeping a good pace right now, and I'm very excited to see what happens. I'm going to talk about OC in a few minutes. Another another strong season. I think they're, uh, they had their best episodes, I think, earlier in the season, but, you know, that trip to Mexico still still happening. But first, I want to talk about the announcement this morning of the cast for season two of The Traders on Peacock. There were some rumors, some, some rumors, and uh, <laughs> no nastiness uh, earlier in the week about who was going to be on season two of The Traders. Of course, um, they announced earlier this year that season two would feature a cast fully made up of uh, celebrities, or as they say on this press release, reality icons and notable figures. Whereas if you recall, season one had... Um, half reality icons and notable figures and half um, civilians, if you will. And I think a lot of us watching felt like the civilians were a little bit at a disadvantage and other than a couple of them didn't really make that much of a dent in terms of the, you know, memorability of the season. Um, So we have now the full cast of 21 contestants and I'm just going to, I'm going to read down the list. Some of these people I don't know, so if, you know, sorry, I can't watch everything, but we've got um, somebody named Karsten Berge Bergerson from Love Island, USA. I don't think people watch the USA, if I if I recall correctly. Uh, Chris C.T. Tamborello from The Challenge. I, again, The Challenge, blind spot for me. We've also got Johnny Bananas uh, from The Challenge. So I, I do know who that is. Um, but, you know, there's, it's a, whatever. Uh, Dan Giesling from Big Brother. Deontay Wilder, a boxer, allegedly. Akinsu from, <laughs> from Love Island, UK. I, I do know who Akinsu is. Janelle Prezina from Big Brother, a, a true icon. Uh, John Burkow? Wait, wait, wait. I'm looking at this press release and it just says UK Parliament. Is that a TV show or is that like the the Parliament? John Burkow? I'm sorry. I'm Speaker of the... <laughs> John Burkow is a British former politician who was Speaker of the House of Commons from 2009 to 2019 and Member of Parliament between 1997 and 2019. Oh my God. A member of the Conservative Party. 
This is like, wait, wait, I'm sorry. This is like, they cast like British Paul Ryan on the traders. Huh? How did he get in here? (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. This is a revelation that I've had just now. Uh, Speaker of the House of Commons. What is Sheree Whitfield going to have in common with him? This is wild. I thought it was crazy when Sean Spicer was on Dancing with the Stars. This isn't even... There's a British version of The Traitors. That this isn't. This Wow, this is this is blowing my mind right now. I'm, I'm sorry. If this, is, if this isn't hitting for everybody else, uh, pardon me, but Speaker of the UK House of Commons for, for 10 years. And that... Imagine if, like, Nancy Pelosi was on The Traders, but, like, the UK version, because you have to swap, I guess. Oh, my God. That is wild. Sorry, I I have to recover. (laughs) Moving right along, we're only halfway down the list. We've got Kevin Kreider from Bling Empire. I like Kevin. Uh, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan. Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan. That is... Wow. Both of them. The thing that's curious about that to me is that Larsa doing a competition show doesn't seem like something she would be particularly into. And that's the thing with Traders. Watching season one, the format is a little bit tricky. It's not even just like a show where you show up and do competitions and then you go back to your room at night and then somebody gets voted out. You have to like deceive people and think through things. Well, eh, deceiving people, she might be good at, but you have to lie. She might be good at that. I'm very curious to see Marcus. I've met Marcus a couple of times uh, in Larsa's presence. They do their podcast together now. Wow. That is fascinating. Maxim Chmerkovsky from Dancing with the Stars. That's kind of a fun random pick. Mercedes MJ Javid from Shaws of Sunset. I'm happy for her. Uh, Parvati Shallow from Survivor. Another queen. Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race. Another queen. Uh, Pilot Pete Weber from The Bachelor. Ugh. Phaedra Parks. <laughs> Sandra Diaz Twine from Survivor. Another queen. Sheree Whitfield. Tamara Judge. And Trishel Canatella from the real world Las Vegas. This cast list, I gotta say, there have been so many reality mashup shows that have happened this year. And most of the time when I look at the cast lists, I'm like, okay, guys, what are we doing here? We're really scraping that the bottom of that barrel. We gotta we gotta come up with something else. But this list. Maybe maybe this is only for like the people whose brains are pickled the same way that mine is. But the fact that you have Tamra, Sheree, Sandra, Phaedra, Parvati, Peppermint, MJ, Larsa Pippen, Janelle from Big Brother. This is a pretty stacked cast. I I'm a little taken aback almost. There are a few sneaks a few randos in there you know <laughs> mr uk parliament 
but this is this is really something to be excited about, I think. I believe they're just now filming the show. So it's um it says on the press release that it's gonna return early next year. But wow. Wow, 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 wow. Clearly I, I only skimmed this list before now because Peppermint. Oh god. This is good. This is some good fucking food and boy am i hungry i'm ready for this bring it back sari who won season one of the traders she's on big brother now the the world is crazy everything is upside down everybody else is on strike (sighs) wow i want this show now early 2024 bring it back now The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seam. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. But speaking of Tamara Judge, uh, we are... We have a couple more episodes left of OC before we get to the reunion. Um, And this week, we are 
still in Mexico. Vicky is there, of course. We pick up where we left off, uh, which is basically that Jen is mad at Tamra. Heather's mad at everyone because everyone seems to be mad at Heather. Uh, there's there's a lot of finger pointing going on this episode. You know, Jen is very upset because she has uh, been told by Tamara that she ruined her family and that Ryan fucked, you know, half of New York, a.k.a. half of Cut Fitness. Tamara, after Jen leaves the table, is like, what? You know I never sugarcoat anything. If if you can't be honest with her, you're not real friends. <laughs> and then she says that Vicky always fucks up her life. I'm like, Damn. Vicky is in an interesting position here because she's she's not really involved in any of the drama, but at the same time, she kind of can't help herself. She's like sticking her nose into Jen's relationship. She's telling Gina to shut the fuck up. She's weirdly comforting Heather by the end of the episode. It's the vibes are strange in Mexico. Um But you know, Jen and Taylor have a nice little moment. They call Ryan. Uh, Ryan reassures her that what Tamara said about him sleeping with another woman for a a year is bullshit. You know, TBD on that. The thing that really makes me sad is that Jen is saying in this moment that she wishes her marriage would have worked. And look, I mean, I'm sure lots of people feel this way about lots of relationships for lots of reasons, and that's valid. But Jen is dating seriously someone else and they're talking about marriage. They're talking about moving in together. They're blending their family. They're in this serious position and she's still saying, I wish my marriage would have worked. I regret that it didn't. I made choices. I regret. I feel like if you're going to be, if you're all in on your relationship to somebody else, you got to, it's a red flag if you're still hung up on, oh, I wish the marriage would have worked. Vicky also, <laughs> Vicky says she left her husband for a loser and she'll always regret it. These women, just because the relationship after Don didn't work out, doesn't mean the answer was stay with Don for another 20 years. It's wild to me. I, I, I Clearly, I've never been married or divorced, so... Maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but like Vicky really still regrets divorcing Don. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like these aren't decisions that you make lightly. Even if the, the relationship that you used as a rebound or a crutch or a coping mechanism didn't work out, doesn't mean that the correct answer would have been staying in the marriage. And I, I, I feel that strongly for Vicky and I, you know, it doesn't seem like Jen was that happy in her marriage. Maybe she felt she had stability, but that's not the same thing. And I hope that she wouldn't sacrifice her happiness just for stability. But, you know, I don't know. So there's this there's this thing that's happening in the group with Heather. And it does feel like... There are a lot of threads that are being traced back to Heather in a way that doesn't necessarily feel genuine. There's this story about what happened at BravoCon where Emily heard from Heather that 
Tamra was talking shit about Emily and Gina. And so that's one thing. But then Emily misremembers or mishears or forgets or whatever and says that Heather said that it was Shannon talking shit about Gina and Emily. So then she tells Shannon and then Shannon freaks out at Heather for telling a lie about what she was doing. And then when Heather corrects Shannon and Emily and says, no, I never said it was Shannon. I said it was Tamra because it was. Then Tamra is angry at Heather for pointing the finger at her. But there's no, I mean, I do feel in that situation that Heather is right in thinking that it doesn't seem like there is a winning scenario for Heather unless she had a time machine and could go back and just not tell Emily in the first place that Tamara was talking shit about her. But then if Emily found out a different way, she would be mad at Heather for not saying anything. It is a weird kind of vicious cycle of blame where Heather didn't necessarily do anything wrong. But at the same time, I think any person in the circle would find something to blame her for. Meanwhile, Gina doesn't feel like Heather has been a great friend to her. You know, Heather wasn't following anyone on Instagram until 10 minutes ago. That's a, I mean, that's kind of a separate thing. I don't think there are so many people who are weird about their Instagram followings in this world. I always think when people try to analyze with celebrities or Bravo celebrities or whoever, about following and unfollowing and refollowing and whatever, it's such a stupid thing to put emphasis on because half of these people don't even run their own Instagram. Half of these people don't even really use Instagram except as kind of a promotional tool. Shit happens. You know, I remember there was for a long time when Lala and Randall were together, they had talked publicly about how they didn't follow each other on Instagram and they had decided not to because they felt like it was healthier for their relationship not to follow each other. Whatever. You can have thoughts about that. You can think it's weird. You can think it's shady. It doesn't matter. That's what they said. But then, you know, every few months, somebody goes on Instagram and they quote unquote discover that Lala is not following Randall and vice versa. And then, All it takes is one tweet or one Reddit thread or one comment. Lala unfollowed Randall, trouble in paradise, yada, yada, yada. And then it becomes a story. And then you're relying on somebody remembering or finding the place where she said that they never followed each other. It's just stupid. There are a lot of explanations for it. Like if Heather doesn't want to follow her whole cast on Instagram, they can be annoyed by that. But I don't. That's not something I need to care about. But I do think it plays into the broader idea that they all feel like Heather is Miss Superiority Complex. And this is <laughs> this is what um what Taylor brings up later in the episode. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. 
One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Heather, Heather's having a tough time. She leaves this lunch, basically is like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to do this. You guys are all just like gagging up on me. Heather goes and talks to her, or Taylor goes and talks to her, and she's basically saying, you don't get as much of a hall pass, as much leeway as these other women, because they think that you think you're better than them. But Taylor actually goes a step further and says that they feel inferior to you. And I think that's something that is actually worth thinking about, that, sure, is Heather somebody who gives off an air of elitism and isn't always the most down-to-earth person. Yeah, of course. I think she would cop to that. But also, all these women on the cast have known her now, other than, I guess, Jen and Taylor. They've known her for years. They're all on the same show. They all are getting a lot of the same opportunities. Even if Heather kind of gives off that vibe sometimes... They're all on the same level when it comes to the show. So maybe there is something there of somebody like Gina or somebody like Emily feeling internally like they are trying to compete with her. I mean, certainly they're not all on the same level in terms of their personal wealth. And so I think that's actually an interesting point that Taylor brings up that it might be partially what Heather is doing. But it might also be something that these women need to go figure out about themselves. Because at a certain point, if if Heather sitting there and sipping her drink is going to make you feel like she's up on her high horse, that might be something you need to deal with on your own. Not everything can be Heather's fault. And look, I don't think that Heather is like, you know, has completely clean hands this whole season and has done nothing to deserve people being frustrated with her. I mean... She participates in the Housewives game just like anybody else does, and I we need her to, so it's a good thing. But it does feel like in certain situations like this one, it is a little bit like, what is she supposed to do? I don't know. It's it's tricky. It's tricky. And what's <laughs> what's even weirder 
is later in the episode when, you know, they're sharing their intentions and what they want to do. And I think it's nice. Emily says she wants to get to know Jen more outside of just her uh, relationship drama with Ryan. I think that's a good goal because I hope Jen sticks around next season. And I hope that we can get uh, some storyline from her that's not just like everybody thinks my man is shitty. This is when we have more, you know, Heather BravoCon telephone XYZ. Uh, and then there's another layer to it that Tamara says Heather called the whole cast losers and that she, you know, she didn't want to sit with them or whatever. <laughs> and the fact that Heather's clarification to this is I wasn't talking about you guys, I was talking about Noella and Jen. This being Jen Armstrong, who she and Noella were both one season housewives last year. Oh my God. I don't know if Noella or Jen are watching this season. For their sakes, they probably shouldn't be. But (laughs) this is very, um, that New Jersey reunion when, uh, when it's like, oh, you called her raccoon face. Um, and Teresa's like, no, she was talking about Kathy. It's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't call you a loser. I called those other two girls that we pretended to be friends with last year losers. <laughs> Noella and Jen really catching strays. Uh, but hey, you know, I guess it's a mark of relevance that they're being mentioned another a season after they've left. Jen Armstrong, I never think about. Noella, I I do still kind of wonder what we could have had if she had stuck around for another season, but alas, not to be. Uh, But while this whole New York conversation is happening, Vicky gets up and leaves the table and she's apologizing to the restaurant staff because, you know, she hates the fighting. It's just not in her nature. And we get an absolute chef's kiss montage of Vicky screaming at people over the years. And this is what I love about the Bravo community, because one week we can be honoring Vicky Gunvalson with the first ever Wifetime Achievement Award and, you know, bring her to the verge of tears in appreciation for her contributions. And the next week, the Orange County editors can be absolutely clowning her. And that's that's balance. Vicky, for all her housewife contributions, she's not perfect. And the editors know that and see that. I I, I appreciate it very much. But it's, it is strange when Heather goes to talk to her, Vicky is like crying about how Heather is being treated. And it's like, Vicky, when did, like, what? Vicky, all of a sudden, choosing to care so strongly about what's going on with Heather is <laughs> certainly a choice. It's like, you just got here. This is one of those things where it's like, Vicky's not really on this season, but then when she is, it's like, okay, what are we doing here? And it's like, why why are you sobbing about this? But anyway, Heather says she's done with the show. Uh, TBD on that? Uh, I hope not, but... You know, they've got some work to do. And I'm excited for the reunion. But yeah, that's about it for today. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram, at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Uncool.
Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.